that science, by definition, allows for more than one opinion, otherwise you merely have the will of one man, which is the basis of cult. If it's not in the frame, it doesn't exist. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore! I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I am usually... Where you been? Drunk. Wendy? <laughs> Darling? Light of my life. Oh! What is your one purpose in life? To explode, of course. I like death with sex. How about you, Casey? You like sex with death? Yeah, so fuck off and die. I've been trying to drink less energy drinks, you know, so my uh Oh dude. <laughs> yeah. My coworker gave me like uh, these like those like fizzy pop things you put in your water. And it's got like caffeine and it's got vitamins and stuff. And you just like mix it in your water and they're like in these little canisters or whatever. And yeah. uh, one of my baggers saw it. He's like, what's that? I'm like, it's drugs. And he's like, oh. Drugs. I'm like, yeah, well, no, it's actually you put it in your water. And he's like, oh. And then I'm like, but I snort them. <laughs> like it's dead. Dude, and I'm I, like, I wonder, I, if that, I wonder if that would work. We are the same person. I literally used that <laughs> same bit today. I have I have like a I have like an electrolyte powder that I put in water. Yeah. I put it in a coworker was like, what was that? And I'm like, pure amphetamines. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, gonna be, I'm like, I'm gonna I'm gonna make coffee so fast. You why do, why do you think spin. I'm in such a good mood? And I have No, I'm in it I'm in a terrible mood. <laughs> at, in, at intricate <laughs> latte foam art. Yeah, I know I you can... I'm gonna draw. I'm gonna draw a horse and like a pistol, and I'm gonna draw a, a snappy <laughs> little girl in it with pigtails. This, this is a, this is the Cult of Cinema Knowledge <laughs> podcast. Uh, I'm Levi over there, and that's Jordan over there. We're both jacked up on amphetamines. What? Woo! Not really. I wish. Uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> what is the most intricate coffee foam art you've ever done? Uh, or the one you're most proud of? I'm. I've seen. You, I've seen you do. Of, I've seen you do some. I've seen you do quite a few. Right. Well, like now, now I can do. I've done like a double winged swan before. That felt pretty bougie. That was fun. As opposed to but, a single winged swan. Well, there is. Yeah. So there's oh, like really? there's like one it's where like you do actual, a really big. Ah. It's like yeah. The you do like a big wing off yeah. the side. Yeah. Profile. And then the other ones like it landing into water or some shit. Yeah. Those are fun. That oh, is doing bougie. like Doing like um. Like a bear, you like pile the foam on top and put like little eyes and like some foamy ears. We've 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 got we got wild. We got some fun. That's cute. Fun you should going. you should start yeah. doing like from the movies we watch. Do like a foam and then post Dude. that on the Instagram. Like just sick. do Jeff Bridges with his one eye patch. <laughs> just like, <laughs> I, yeah, got the, be, I got the I got the grit. Yeah, um, he's gonna be like your coffee's gritty. Right. We're t- we're obviously talking about coffee no we're talking about jeff Bridges <laughs> yeah, this is, yeah welcome to the coffee <laughs> coffee, the coffee co- podcast coffee corner it's um, it's fair trade yep uh, it's funny because i don't even drink coffee i haven't even i don't remember the last time i drank a cup of coffee in months uh it's been uh, four hours <laughs> yeah <laughs> Look, it looks like it like, i drink coffee yeah i'm like <laughs> man I'm ready uh, to go, dude. Let's giddy up and gallop. I know on this we're thing, giddy man. up and, our... and Jordan's full of uh, some grit. Oh, with some grit over there. Uh, I'm so sad because since I'm laying off the carbs, all I watch in this movie, all I want is grits. <laughs> that's like <laughs> that's like that's been my go-to breakfast, honestly. Oh yeah, some grits. Uh, fuck yeah, fuck some... with grits. Okay. Um, so obviously we're talking about true grit. Is what we're talking <laughs> yeah. about. The Coen Brothers 2010. The, the remake of True Grit, the most recent one, not the John Wayne one. Um, and not the not the, um, not the the sequel either. Did you know that they made a uh, 1976 or 78 
a sequel did, to did they really? True Grit. They did, and it's it's about I think it's about like the fuck's it called like Rooster Rooster Crockin or something. It's a place like him. It's Cockburn. Like yeah, Cockburn. Yeah, Cockburn. And then um, and then Rooster. Yeah, it's just like the adventures of Rooster Cockburn, <laughs> and it's just drunk yeah. John Wayne, just like abusing minorities. <laughs> like what is it? Right, right, <laughs> no, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, and if so, we've done we've talked about another John Wayne movie. So it's like the only John Wayne movie I think I've ever seen, or maybe Searchers too. Anyways, yeah. So it's like we talked about we did Rio, Rio Bravo, Rio um, Bravo. Two years ago, I think now. How <laughs> was it? Two years ago? Yeah. Listen well, to our podcast. It was like I'm a sure year it's and aged ago. well. It was two I'm, two Novembers ago. I'm sure it's definitely sounds crisp. <laughs> but, <laughs> I know. Well, I was talking to Westerns today about because for once I actually asked my coworkers. I asked uh, most people didn't know, but I asked this one. Uh, I hope you, if you listen, Tim. Hey, uh, but he's kind of a hick kid, and that's not in the, that's not a slide to him, Tim. But he's he's got a rock and roll that you'd appreciate. You're in, you're in a yeah you're uh, in, you're in a Utah you're in like a far out town of Utah from Salt Lake City. It's not it's even far out. Kind kind of hicky. No, you it know is what hicky. you it is. it is it is get get over yourself. No, dude, I know we got just because you guys got like you got like a main street doesn't mean it's yeah not. I got everything. It's like, there's like I know sure there's like eighty thousand people here anyway. Um, so I, I saw him and I'm like, Hey, you like Westerns, right? I can tell you like Westerns. And he's like, yeah, I love Westerns. And I said, you've seen true grit. And he's like, I have seen true grit. So we talked about it a little bit. And for once, for once I felt validated that I could well, talk about a movie you, we watched for the film club in public. You and Tim and I have seen the movie, but how about the audience? <laughs> Let's give them a little breakdown the little synopsis. They've so they seen it. What they're <laughs> actually just kidding, that is maybe it was yeah, we, it was pretty we'll popular at the time. I feel like it's, it was especially well, when the the rise back of like you know um, modern westerns, especially, I think was really yeah. popping off then. So so here is the synopsis um, that I hastily wrote. By the way, um, that's your style, baby. Hastily wrote it today. So let's see if this tracks. Okay, you ready? So, Trugit follows Maddie Ross, a 14-year-old girl in Frontier America, tasked with taking care of her late father's remains when he is killed by a gunman by the name of Tom Chaney. Uh, with all the other fairs taken care of, vengeance is the only thing left on her to-do list. She enlists Reuben Rooster Cogburn, a drunk old curmudgeon, to assist her in capturing the escaped fugitive, which I didn't write in here, but also he's a, like a deputy marshal. He's an official federal he's a, marshal. He's a highly, he's a highly trained yeah. <laughs> bounty hunter. I made it sound like he's just some drunk from behind a bar. Anyway. <laughs> well, that, and that's kind of what they do, too. But, the, the, yeah. This is how they make him look like, but he's like, I'm the law. Uh, so just before setting off into the untamed wilderness, Maddie meets Labeef, a Texas marshal also on the hunt for Cheney for a crime committed elsewhere. Uh, Cogburn and Labeef set off, leaving Maddie in town, suggesting she is too young and too innocent for the perils that lie ahead. However, she quickly proves them wrong by catching up with them and joins them on their journey. Cogburn and Labeef argue, and Labeef goes his own way, leaving Maddie with Cogburn. The two of them get the drop on a pair of country bumpkins who reveal Chaney, now teamed up with the Ned Pepper gang, uh, have been through not two days previous. The two men are killed in a struggle, but Maddie and Cogburn plan an ambush for when the gang returns. Labeef shows up first, blowing their plan and getting caught in between the crossfire of Ned Pepper and Cogburn. Labeef survives the struggle 
and the three of them team up again. Labeef and Cogburn fall out again, though, once the trail goes cold. Just as they are all ready to abandon the pursuit, Maddie stumbles across Chaney and is captured. After a drawn-out conflict, Cogburn and Labeef are injured and Ned Pepper and his gang is killed, including Chaney. Maddie, however, is bit by a rattlesnake and in a hurry, Cogburn rushes her to the nearby town, barely making it in time. Years later, we see Maddie lost her arm and never saw any of those men again despite her efforts. And that's just life, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you get some beautiful uh, if voiceover from Yeah, if you felt... I w- it was a good voiceover, but if you felt like that synopsis kind of petered out, it's because the movie did as well. <laughs> yeah. Right. But in a, but in a, in a calculated way. No, it's fine. I mean, I do feel like that so this was only my second time watching it and i feel like that was largely my one of my large complaints the first time i watched it now um watching it now i understand its purpose more and it's not as like not as of a letdown as i remember it being but it does take the fizzle out of everything and the way it, it the, the lasting impression it leaves on you is not the same as the impression the rest of the story like tonally i feel like the rest of the story wants to leave you with something else but then the ending is like but never mind and fuck you because that's life <laughs> like i'm i'm <laughs> nodding approvingly and now the audience at home can hear this i am vigorously nodding because I wholeheartedly agree. And I feel like where we watched Departed and we're kind of blown away because we we had a strong lasting impression. The ending stuck the landing. And we and we we watched it again. Right. And so it's like that's kinda that's kind of I mean, it's this has been said by by tons of auteurs and you know, several directors throughout the years that like a movie is just a series of scenes and that's all people are gonna remember. So it's like if you can have a few good scenes, you can pretty much you can make you can make a movie go into infinite infamy what is that oh my god infamy and so it's like you can have people always remember a movie they only remember one scene everyone can agree it's fantastic and with this movie the only thing i remembered like because i've seen this before the only thing i remember is him being like his like eye patch was distinctive and everybody's like accent in this was really fun like they did a great job like you could tell they're having a, a really fun time with this and then it's like that ending scene just the, like the the climax where she falls into the snake pit and then they're riding off in the horse and it's just like the trashiest green screen in the world and the it's like it's the most like it's the most like anticlimactic thing I've ever seen the Coen Brothers do. <laughs> I'm not ever vigorously now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it like it it's so like like this is what I was left with when I first saw it is like I remember going into it thinking it's gonna be a Coen Brothers movie it's gonna be fantastic and then I remember being like oh wow this is like really tame it's really soft and i didn't i don't remember it being pg-13 because i just like always do like they're they're like grittier stuff is usually r yeah they either do so r anyways, or they do pg it's like, either or pg right, yeah, right, right it's right, either yeah. there will be blood or it's raising arizona you know what i mean like <laughs> right right and they yeah and it's like and they'll do like yeah they do like pg soft 13 or whatever you know right so anyways they definitely like they're it's yeah they're they do that and this movie kind of this movie fits actually really well in the 13 like pg-13 it when it does violence, it does it so Coen Brothers. Like they're so yeah. fucking. They're I was so actually really, I was actually violence. really impressed with that they but, got away with some of the violence they did. Yeah, and I think it's because they showed so much restraint elsewhere, 
and honestly, I think because their name helped it's, them a little bit with the studios. It's so fast. The sellability. Too. I think it's it's fast, it's but fast. it's but it's realistic and it's unflinching. Yeah. Um, right. But it's not like overly gory. But it's like you see, and it's not a cut or anything. But you see point blank in a two shot, him shoot that dude in the head, like in the face. Yeah. And like his and, and, and his blood of, splat the wall, and it's it's super, it, it's super realistic and it's sudden, but it's that sudden outburst of violence. Well, um, like they're like they're one like you get one f word. That was kind of their like they get yeah. one gratuitous violent scene because he fucking dude. Do lest we forget that his partner cuts dude, his fingers Dom off. Dom Hill Gleason stabs him in the in chest. He's in this. I know he's in it. Yeah, yeah. He gets. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And so he gets his fingers cut off, stabbed in the chest, and then and then. Then that dude gets his face blown off. So it's like that whole scene is like super ultra violent. And then like, yeah, and then that's kind of it. There's no more violence throughout the rest of it. I mean, there's like sh- people get shot quick, on off a horse. Quick it's shots like, and like, that's, yeah, like that's a, nothing a quick like, spurt of digital blood. Right. And I mean, that, that will never, you'll, I mean, PG, there are PG-13 movies out there that are a fuck ton more violent. So oh, it's yeah. just kind of like interesting that like that one scene, they were like, we're going to like, really really pump it up and give it yeah make it it felt really visceral and tonally it's like i'm like that's the coen brothers movie yeah. that i'm and like, even the, i was here to see yeah but. for sure that and like honestly it wasn't that violent but it was unsettling and how real it was like we were you know it did a good job putting us in the protagonist maddie's shoes of like there's this world and she's like you know she's kind of too big for her britches but she's filling them out best she can and she obviously proves that she can uh, live up to the challenge, but it's still new and shocking for her. And she's still yeah. caught off guard by the violence and stuff. But it's like when you see the dead body hanging from the tree initially too, like it is a dead, they don't shy away from showing this dead guy. Yeah. Half he, decomposed. Yeah, I mean, his face is mostly skull. Now, uh, you know, birds pecking his eyes out and shit. Like that's that grim. Cause they are, they very much are like, this is the this is Indian territory, and then it's like we see one Native American guy, and he's nice. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. That's no that that's one thing about this whole overarching movie. So, just to get back to the point, when I first saw this movie, I was super underwhelmed. Same. Watching it this time, holy flip, dude! The writing. So I literally would have <laughs> loved to watch because it's about it's kind of one of the longest like inciting incidents. Like the inciting incident is like literally the first scene. <laughs> gets it, he gets keep the dad's killed and then you know he runs away that's like the inciting incident and then the rest is like her getting prepared to go kind of on that like second inciting incident if you will yeah like the second like the hero's journey after that right. but it's like dude i would have I, I the coen brothers could have masterfully created just a movie like kind of deadwood style or something who just takes place in that one town and it's her just going around and trying to get her affairs in order 100%. and i would have i would have been there i would have been in a fucking seat dude, i would have been waiting funny, for it's it. funny that oh we're like God. sharing the exact same brain on this because it's like dude the first I time i watched it i was expecting like hour. this cool gritty western and it had its moments but it kind of left me wanting yeah. especially tonally but this time watching it like i was just obsessed with the dialogue <laughs> Like, I was obsessed mm-hmm. with, like, literally, probably, I don't know if it was my favorite scene. I'll have to think on it for when we talk about that later. But when she's yeah. bar- bartering with the guy about the horses and stuff, like, that's one of the best, <laughs> it's one of the best scenes in the well, movie. Well, dude, it, it, it's a double whammy because she, when she comes in and she, like, shows her, like, the first, like, she built, bewilders him. And he's like, he's like, oh, all right, I didn't know what we're, we're negotiating now. And he's like, and he's like, 
she's all, we made a fine deal. And he's like, well, I didn't make a good trade. I'm getting horseback that I can't sell. And yeah. he's like, I'm probably going to give him to the glue factory and shit. And then he's like, and he's like, you're not going to get the, you're not going to get the saddle. And I love how they like do it. And then she goes, and about my father's saddle. And then she wins. It just cuts. <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, the comedy in this too oh, this movie is, is off the charts. This movie's way I, too funny. <laughs> I was so funny. Like that scene, I was busting like, up. Like it shouldn't, <laughs> like it it shouldn't be. Because yeah. sometimes I feel like it did Coen not Brothers, work dude. for it. <laughs> yeah. No, no. It totally made me like, that's like, as a Western, I'm like, God, this is a dumb Western. But like, Literally. as like characters, <laughs> I fucking love them, dude. And like she, when she rips, she rips everybody apart dude when labeef like the first time she sees labeef it's like immediate she's just like you're a child you're he, dumb i don't give a fuck who you are i know he's like i could have kissed you in your sleep but instead blah 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 like all this shit that he's like uh, instead he's like you'll be out on the streets and he's like well what and she's like one sounds just as good as the next <laughs> like i'd rather be out on the streets and getting raped than kissed by you um but even even the scene the brutal violent scene where he shoots that guy in the head, like it's it's borderline up until that point slapsticky, like he when he cuts his fingers off, <laughs> yeah. he's like no, like you know, like, yeah. so like the, it's the noises too, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. and like how it's it's edited. They they are comedic editors, so they it's are. like they're really good at editing like that, and it it just, but like I just loved it, the dialogue this time. I actually got to like focus on that because like like you said, I came into this movie expecting like that like the the ultra masculinity of a western that like that super like the Clint Eastwood style where it's like kind of he's like more quiet but in this I'm like everyone's kind of running their yap a lot and I like I kind of like that I like that like we're getting a lot more like whippy quippy dialogue like and it's good dialogue uh, it's it's good and it fits the characters really well because it's all it's all laid out very simply and the story is very straightforward you know what I mean so you're just getting good characters just having interesting interactions it's not necessarily like super deep but it's like you have that conflict within the characters even when they're kind of jiving on each other and then you know and maddie's like who wants to hear the story of the the nighttime (laughs) caller or whatever the the nighttime caller right (laughs) because she's like well i night but that that's where the coen brothers do really good at weaving in a character's insecurities and like because like maddie's super super confident and she's like i've been on a coon hunt and he's like, this isn't a coon hunt. Like, this is like, you know, he's like, this isn't you and your dad going camping. And you know, cause she's like, I'm used to sleeping on the ground. I've been to a coon hunt. And he's just like, he's like, this is, you're, young, you're a little girl. This isn't like, you know, this is going to be real life danger, if you will, like going into a territory that's, you know, not super safe and like, yeah, interacting with people that aren't safe and like that right. are violent, you know? And it's like, and, and vengeance is always kind of interesting, you know? And like, it's like, it's never, it's never worth it, <laughs> like trying to get vengeance. And so they, they look at it. Uh, as like it's a job, you know, it's a right. bounty, or, and then you know, Louis's got like the duty to the state and whatever, all that crap. But I mean, dude, yeah, they're they're cops, but it's like uh, it's just wild. I, I totally expected this to be a lot more because the last movie that the Coen Brothers did was, or not last movie, but the they did No Country, and so I kind of was like, that was like there was three years between, and Damn. they they did Burn After Reading and a Serious Man in between. So they weren't, they were hitting just straight comedy. Nothing that like makes true, sense. nothing violent. And, Bur- and so then this reading, came out okay. and I, dude, yeah. No, Burn Up for Reader. Serious man. I actually, too, but. I've never, I've never seen it. It's, so, uh, but, it's all right. Yeah. But then it's like, they, it's not uh, their best. when this came out, <laughs> this did great. And then this is, this is kind of a, a, one of my little, another part of my, uh, 
a little trivia, or just, I don't know. This movie was their highest grossing film, and so I can get into the money minute later. Really? And it was their highest grossing film and their most popular to film this day ever. To this day, what the fuck? Isn't that isn't that <laughs> fucking wild? I think it's I think it's because like me, it was the right place at the right time. Yeah. The, the Coen Brothers were like consecutive, consecutively like nine years in a row. That's true. They were like in the Academy, just like they were making like really high grossing. Way movies. they won Best Picture and, a couple years before that with No Country. Like what the fuck? That's how what does I this mean, money dude. make more? Nope. How does this movie make more money? I think that's it. I think people saw No Country. No Country was the yeah, the, I guess like that's a true. powerhouse of a movie. Like they were, and so they everyone got in yeah. expecting that. They were kind of ho- they were household names up to that point, but then after yeah. No Country, they really cemented themselves they, as like, oh, right. these guys are a force to be reckoned with. These are the filmmakers of the future. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Um, well, like, it just kind of like they were like they were in mind. that real because you they were in that real mature dude, period. You ask like, ask anyone. <gasps> Nobody. You ask Nobody's anyone. Seen this movie. You, you literally <laughs> ask anyone who even remotely knows who the Coen Brothers would be like, name me one Coen Brothers movie. No one says True Grit. Not one person. Nobody. Nobody. It's, it's kind of funny. It's like that's how it works though. It's like it's like Avatar and Titanic. Those like huge grossing movies. They're never really what the, the fuck? greatest Dude, movies. This, <laughs> no, this is blowing my mind. It's like literally Fargo. <laughs> yeah. Big Lebowski. <laughs> oh brother, where art thou? Yeah. No country for old dead. No country. Yeah. Like, how are those? So, Raising Arizona? It's like, uh, a lot of these big movies Lebowski's that like I love, I get. You know, a lot of these movies I love, I get. Yeah. You know what I mean? Barton Fink is not everyone's favorite movie, but I fucking love Barton no. Fink. Hud Sucker Proxy, no one on earth oh, yeah. has seen Hud Sucker no Proxy. No one's seen that, and it's great. I mean, even like even like Miller's Crossing, which is a kind of, they were like, that's their movie that like was like, whoa, we really got the buzz now. Like, they, they came out with this, like, I don't know, kind of like a cool, you know, gritty, that's like, the, That's their noir. only movie I've not seen. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I'm looking at should, it. I've seen should, every other one. Know. Inside Llewyn Davis, Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Oh, yeah, see, see, and dude, Hell, the Ballad Hell of Buster Scruggs is really cool. Hell, but they, Hell yeah, it's good. like... <laughs> that blows my yeah, mind. Sorry. I just, like, I can't even believe that. Dude, like, isn't that... I No, I knew that was going to be <laughs> that fact, because I, I didn't think you knew that, because I didn't. No. When we came into this, I was like, I was like, I thought, oh, True Grit, it's got to be... It's, I know it's popular. When it came out, I remember it being like a big deal. Yeah. It got a lot oh, yeah. of like media attention. I mean, it's got a and good. Then, it's got a great cast too. It's got a good crew well, behind it. I mean, like Jeff Bridges is pretty big uh, at the time too. And he just won the Academy for Crazy Heart. Like, yeah, a year cra- before, I was going to say Crazy Heart came out around this time. That yeah. So we were kind of yeah. We were in the mood, I think, for Western, and that's kind of why the we whole, were like no, there was definitely you know, kind of the climate. resurgence. Uh, I mean, Western, we've talked about this before. Western's really never gone away. Uh, but no. it's obviously died in its popularity, but it's like there's always a big spike every decade or so of like what yeah. really Western's kind of popping back up, and this was definitely that time. You know what I mean? Well, dude, you know it's wild? There's only been nine Westerns that have been like nominated for an Academy Award ever. Like really? even though it's such a saturated market, like for Best Picture, oh, really? there's like – Nine, nine nominated for Academy Award Best Picture, and the market's super saturated. So I kind of feel like you know, like comic book movies now, it's going to be just a, it's just a, it's a thing that'll always exist. I think we'll always have westerns, and I I appreciate that. I I, I do like westerns. Like when 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 this started, I was I like was kind of just like I was in the mood, and I think that might help a lot too. But it was it really was just that opening monologue over the like just the classic Coen Brothers lighting. And that that put that slow pushing, yeah. and the it's, snow. it's Roger Deakins. Yeah, 
So it's like it, it cinematically is fucking beautiful. And do you know what's do you know what's kind of tragic but amazing too? This is Roger Deakins' last film that he shot on 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 film. On really? He went. He he's he hasn't shot on film since. He's well, all digital. It's because he's it's because he I, doesn't have to. He, but <laughs> no, 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 right? Like he, he it doesn't he inv- it doesn't matter. He invents I just, that was a, the rules as he goes along. Yeah, and looks no, right, good doing right, right, it too. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> so it just kind of that was that was my David fact. I was I wonder if David knows that. Um, I was like, yeah, I mean, he is a pretty Roger it's Deakins cool. fanboy, but yeah, yeah, I, uh, that actually surprises me that Roger Deakins shot this because um, I, other than a couple scenes, I thought the cinematography was kind of boring. Um, other than a couple scenes, but it makes sense because he shot a lot of their other stuff. You know what I mean? But yeah um and we talked about just, him this, this, with color grading and basically changing the world with color grading with well, the, with the well brother art though and go listen to that episode kind of what i feel like <laughs> yeah i kind of feel like he tried not he didn't try that i just think i think he's got like he probably at home he's got like a tab and he's like oh coen brothers colors and he just like takes that <laughs> takes that file yeah. out and he's like all right this is what the coen brothers are looking for this it's got some, because it's like, got some in, great in, scenery because i mean but it's, but, it, but then again it's it's you can make beautiful western scenery i mean what all westerns most westerns have beautiful cinematography just because it, it's, it kind of comes with the territory <laughs> it's hard not to when you're shooting beautiful vistas and and scapes you know horses riding across empty plains like it always looks good it's like it's right. go, it's like golden, golden hour, hour yeah. And, yeah yeah so got that sun setting because other like, than that first shot um, on the boarding house with the snow and a, and a couple noticeable exceptions. There are some really good right. shots in there. And but. shot, like, I feel like the first half hour is the strongest part of this whole movie. It's um, like I, her I would just going through the town. I would agree. And like, and do you know what's cool about that town? It's a it's 100% real. Like, it is. It's like, it it's not just like, like just if there's no CG. Sets, like just it, faces. No, no, it's all real existing. It's. Oh crap! I can't remember what town it was. I didn't write it down. It's in Fort Smith. It's the sound, I think, Texas the town from High Plains area. Drifter, the one they painted red. But <laughs> I know, yeah, right. That like that's a real town. Yeah. But no, dude, it's like this is real. All all they did was like repaint the facade. It's like they repainted it and they set dressed. It's like nice. it's, so. It's like kind of cool. <laughs> like the whole town is. Well, like, that's good because it's like while we still you know there. watching this movie, I was definitely like oh, okay, like you know they're really utilizing. I, I I'm gonna wait, but I, I imagine the the budget was probably more modest than you'd think because at the end of the day, it's like they got good, a really good cast and all that, but it's just like they're mostly filming out out in location in the woods, out yeah. in, in the desert. You know, well, and it's stream. small. It's a small cast after you get out of the town. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's four people and yeah. Yeah, Then like sure. 10 people total and, <laughs> when you leave the and town. Speaking about like, so. it's weird because it's like they paint I can't <laughs> this movie the thing I think I don't like about this movie the most other than the ending is like tonally like we've said it's like I do enjoy this movie all overall I think I think it's a good movie I like yeah. westerns it's a lot of fun I, I'm not I would never this, like someone was this like, would be a movie I would recommend to someone getting into westerns because it's it's yeah. simple it's not like overly contemplative it's not and it, like and it's heart it's heartfelt yeah. enough that like you don't have to there's no complication it's not the assassination to, of jesse james by the coward yeah. Robert Ford, where it's like he's like he's like <laughs> yeah. do you ever think about suicide and <laughs> you know what i mean he's like <laughs> shooting dude shooting i'm like into god the that's a that's amazing dude that's the greatest and like 
that, and it's so it's funny. It's like Roger Deakins is a powerhouse. So it's yeah, like dude. go. We we did <laughs> yeah. assassination Jesse James with the Carol Ford. And we've talked about that movie, and I'm like, we should just that should be like a once a year bonus. Because I, I can watch so that movie. Good. I'm like, like we can talk about that movie for half yeah. an hour. Well, November right is Western the, movie month, so we'll be we'll be back. We'll be just, back with more Western. We'll just, we'll of, just, just in a little that, bit. That will always be a movie we have to watch. Because sure. I just <laughs> love, I love that movie so much. So where where that movie where that movie has all of the all of the human element. Yeah. This movie is definitely just kind of a straight. It's driven it's like, by its This is plot. supposed to be like your it's classic. Got good char- yeah, it's very much like a classic right. romp adventure. And that's the thing. It's like they make uh, Dick Cheney sorry, or Tom, Tom Cheney out to be this like dastardly villain. <laughs> oh. And you see him and he's and, got that black mark on his cheek. He's like, hmm. I love um, it. Dude. But then he's the comic relief. Like he's he's he, hilarious or, and goofy. And for me, because he, he reminds me of John so much. It does. No, and that's Josh. So that's that's the whole reason. I remember when this movie came out, I wanted to see it because he looked, No Country yeah. for Old, No No Country yeah. for Old Men got me Josh like, got me just ex- yeah, I got like aroused for Josh Brolin. Got hard Brolin. for the Brolin. And so then this came out and I was like, "Oh my god, Josh Brolin's in this movie." And then I kind of got like, you know, you get a little you get a little bait and switch cuz it's like he's he's only in it for maybe 20 he's minutes. He's barely in it. And so, he's great in it cuz he's like he's, he's, like 10 he's lines, whiny. But, like you think yeah. of it as it's it's an it's an interesting juxtaposition he, of like they're painting him as like right. this this criminal cunning man like Labeef is like I found him to be quite cunning I can't catch him even though that's obvious yeah. it's his own failings uh-huh. and he's hyping him up because he can't catch right him. right uh, yeah which again leads to the comedy like this movie's much more funny than it but it feels like it also wants to be serious and I and it's yeah. not like I feel like it's not a good balance you know what I mean yeah it's like. Yeah. It's noticeable. It's noted like I, think, I feel so that's why. like it, it's one like yeah because it makes sense that the last several movies they've done have been comedies before this. It's got comedy pacing. It's got the way it's got like punchlines and zingers and the way it's edited. Um, that it but then it's like it will just try and be really serious. Like it wants to be taken serious. It's got this dour looking color grade and the cinematography. And the music is very basic. It's just like we want you to feel. Music is, I want you to feel this. That, this is an emotional scene, so feel emotional. I got the, the violin and all that shit. It, they 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 definitely use this score. Like I was watching a uh, interview and like, they were talking about how like they were like, oh, we love the score because it's very traditional. It fills it fills. That's one, that's one way old to put school, it. Sixties, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, it does, and that is kind of. It's I don't know. That's like. It feels dated. Serviceable. I, and, you know, and, I mean, it is serviceable. Yeah. It, it achieves its job, but uh, I don't like being told what to do by a score <laughs> when it's so yeah, odd. like I don't right. like when a score f- sounds like fucking stock footage. Like when you when you yeah. pull it when you listen to a score and you're like, this sounds like every other score ever of like. Dun, 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 dun. Like this is an adventure scene, and then oh, this is totally, totally like yeah. here he comes to save the day. Yeah, and, and then it's like, like okay, here's cool. the sad scene where you're supposed to feel sad, and then here's the scene where it's it's suspense. You know what I mean? Um, no. Or it's I feel like they just pulled it off a of Shutterstock or something. Um, they're yeah, no, they're like, dude, they got like royaltyfreemusic.com, and they're yeah. just like they're like ten steps away from having him like walk downstairs, and it's like beep 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 beep. <laughs> <laughs> tiptoeing around. I don't know. Not, I, not my biggest to rip, complaint. To rip on the score. But it goes right. into the fact that it's just like the rest of it, it didn't know because it was like the ending, it leaves you with the super bleak feeling. 
the super like and again like westerns are generally fairly bleak and nihilistic and uh self-reflective and like it's usually about like you know being defeated in the face of change and like you know like uh feeling like you're left behind and like all this kind of shit but but this one it's like the whole time it's like this adventure romp with like bursts of, of dark violence and then like this super dour ending that is not only just kind of takes the wind out of the adventure but that's the, that's what it leaves you with and i feel like that's what you end up leaving the movie with because it ends it ends with the shot of her being like and then I never did see him either. And she's walking away with one arm and out of the cemetery. And you're like, all right, so what was the point? Why? Why? <laughs> right. Like, right. I, like I, seeing yeah, her with I, her one arm and seeing who she turned out to be, I guess. But it's just like, and I don't know if that's accurate to, I've not seen the original film. Well. Or the book. So that was actually, I wanted to, so that's, that I was just about to say. That was something I I learned is they they said don't like they told all the actors don't watch the movie we're doing it off of the script based off the book so this is just like a just like a strict adaptation of the and book, when we do which is totally a coen brothers it move. Is. they like they well we, to, yeah, we talk about remakes because this is remake month and we've had the right. discussion about like when is it an adaptation when is it a remake and right. i would say like it can be both because an adaptation is like the first work, but if it's like already an existing film, and they're taking another stab at it, I'd say it works as both. Because it's not—it's not going to necessarily be remaking the original film, but it's like the original film in most cases is part of like the film lexicon and the reason for remaking it. Because if they knocked it out of the park the first time, why fucking bother with another remake? Like old boy or something, well, <laughs> you know that, what I mean. And I think that oh, speaking I know of Josh Brolin, Brolin. <laughs> so we we did a we have a cinema ramble on our Patreon. You can go listen to that. We <laughs> we, we, uh, that <laughs> we we bust a gut over the fact that yeah that, that the old boy oh, remake yeah. exists. And that it was that it's is, a Spike Lee joint. That's what slayed me. Don't I even. <laughs> I know we can't. We cannot get back into no, it. It's too, it's too exhausting. But on on the on the mention of remakes because this is this will be this will be something I grapple with my whole life. I don't, I hate remakes, but then I know hate, hate is such a like strong word, but I really like, because of old boy, it's like, don't do this. Stop, like, stop trying to remake Citizen Kane. Like, don't, you don't need to do it. And it's like, it's like, don't, don't remake like King Kong. You know, we don't need that. Right. Like you're never going to improve on something that already stands as, as like monolithic. But then it's like, kind of, I'm like, this is actually kind of a cool movie to have remade because the Coen brothers took it from the book and so that is it is almost like an adaptation where there you know is existing is. content oh, sure. before there's you know so that's i think that's the biggest like, way you get nitty-gritty with yeah. the uh classification yeah, well, i think i agree with you because it's like um i would much rather just original stories all the time and unfortunately I mean, we're yeah. in the minority these days uh of wanting just you know original things uh you know that would be great but it's like I can see like there are pro- there are things like as a you know aspiring artist myself uh, you know we've talked about it. It's like if I want we wanted to remake something, it's like there's something that's beloved to us that has either been adapted poorly, and then we're like no, someone needs to do this correctly. 
like the god awful Dark Tower movie, for example. Yeah, right. That's uh, that's, yeah, that's a that's, that's a big one. I mean, that one's so head. bad. It doesn't even make me mad anymore because it's just so bad. It doesn't <laughs> just, even yeah. register. Um, right. But like, so I get like trying to remake quote unquote by readapting, even though it's already been put to film before, to try and do it like justice to something you love, or like with the Blob, where it's like you know I want to try and. Uh, bring bring well, that, something that, fresh to this idea or yes. maybe we have technology to do it and better than we could have when it was made originally maybe maybe that's the rule is like i'm i'm happy if it's a remake of something that's like 40 years old <laughs> like 50 years old yeah. you know because i'm like the regardless of how good a movie was made 50 years ago it's like Yes, the story will stand up and like cinematography can stand up and film is like film's classic, you know, it never film never ages, but it's like sometimes it can be a little campy or it can be, you know, just blatantly racist and like, you know, it, it astronomically racist and stupid, but it's like getting it getting it modernized is fun and it's cool to see that, but it's also like in another 50 years what is what's this true? Yeah, seeing like, seeing what, that what gap is interesting because there's I nothing think, I hate yeah, more like, than like like a six year gap or yeah. something between movies, and you're like, what? You're like, why? Yeah, why would something not only, that like was just adapted or made its original and then remade? like we talked about this a little bit in the ramble too. It's I, like let the right one in and then let grab. me in is like two years oh difference God. or something. Yeah, uh, and it's just like, and I get, I mean, I get so taking that, it I also, and trying to be in like, I want to uh, put it for American, American audiences, but also it's like, fuck you. <sighs> no, that's no right or right. That's not cool. I, I would, it would be cool if they like remastered the original or like remastered like a foreign one and maybe did a decent dub or something. Nah, and I don't know. Really, we I, talked about I know, that. I know, too. I know, I know, I know, I know. We, yeah, we got into just, that. Just and anyways, like if you can't, you know, if you can't enjoy a movie because it has <laughs> subtitles, then. I guess you just don't get enjoy that you're, movie, and you're full of you're, you're full the of misery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're yeah, you're the problem. Don't worry. But no, uh, I wanted to I wanted to ask you, out of these adaptations that we've watched so far and remakes and whatnot, um, what ones have you seen the original? Um, because what did we do? So we did the Departed. I, I can tell you, not Departed. not seen Infernal Affairs. I have seen nope. the Blob, the original Blob, the original Dread. I've seen. Yeah, remember I saw the original Dread as I, a child, but I don't really remember right. it. I, uh, I don't. I don't count it. It'd be the only one that I've seen. I wouldn't. The original I wouldn't of, like of these. Yeah, four. I wouldn't rate it. if I can't rate I it justifiably on Letterboxd yeah. and like have an yeah. opinion on it, then I probably won't count it. But yeah, then I won't count it. Yeah, uh, same. So I've seen. Like, I don't uh, I've seen the scene from the original True Grit of like him with with the two guns. I've seen that scene. Uh, so, I think, and then what yeah. was the other? We watched one more, didn't we? Or is that it? Uh-uh. That's no, it? Departed, Blob, and then we have, and then coming uh, up now, we're gonna yeah. watch most likely Twelve Monkeys. If it, I don't know if it's finished. Uh, yet, it, I'm, it, but we'll, I'm we'll, sure that's we'll, it. We'll see. We're getting close. Um, to but yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. I don't know. Uh, this movie, though, yeah, I probably won't watch the original because we've the reason why I haven't is probably the same reason why you haven't. It's because I hate John Wayne. <laughs> we've, yeah, we've I mean, been, yeah, I don't... Like, don't get me wrong. I don't need there, to support John Wayne in any There manner. are good... Like, The Searchers is good. And, you know, I even enjoyed Rio Bravo to a point. Right? Is that it? Yeah. Um, but I think 
part of it stems from back in the day in high school. We we're like we're Clint Eastwood guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. There was that the, was the divide. The 20, that was the high Clint school clicks. We so we went to a we went to a film high school and like like a charter school for film and it was there was kind of that that divide. It was like what are you, you know, Clint Eastwood side or John Wayne side? And I just always Clint no, Eastwood, always. dude. It, it, Still like, always. Yeah. And it's uh and I I know it's I don't know why there's such a divide other than it's like John Wayne. I don't know. I mean, I think maybe if he said something. Not that Clint Eastwood is fucking perfect either. Clint Eastwood's no, a, kind of a terrible no, person in his own right. He's a misogynistic racist <laughs> yeah. too. But like he's like but, he's like he has the white supremacy that we all do as being <laughs> white. Where John John Wayne actively was like, no, black people are less yeah. than. And Clint, I, and he's vocal. He was yeah. vocally well, proud that's what about came, it. That's <laughs> what came later because originally back back in the day, I was like, Clint Eastwood westerns are just fucking better. He is the real the gritty. He's the he's I, the gritty. I just think his man, are better. Yeah, he's the gritty man with no name protagonist that I want that shows the westerns in uh, you know this light that I prefer. And then John Wayne is just like that clean Hollywood hero fantasy western that uh, I didn't. He's wearing the white cowboy. That hat I did not kind of deal. Where did not like, prefer. And then like as a, I got older, yeah. I realized you know he's also terrible. So fuck him. Um, right. But yeah, Je- Je- so, yeah. But like the all the cast in this. All the acting was so fun because, like, Jeff Bridges always crushes it. Dude, they were having a fucking blast. Like, oh, no, it's great, dude. So when and Jake's is like, occupied, the, you know, the, like, the com- he's always just, he's the, so good. Yeah, dude, the the comedy in this is, like, through the roof. Uh, when he bites his tongue and he, like, gets dragged around and, like, beat to shit. And he's, like, uh, he's, like, got his tongue bit. And I love how he's, like, he's, like, oh, he still won't talk after he's been, like, dragged and shot and his tongue's been bit yeah. off. He still, he still speaks. But, um. I know it's cool. He says he still spills the library. I think is <laughs> yeah, what he says. Like or, or still, yeah, or still spills the English. I think it's what he says, or something yeah, cool the, like that. The dialogue and, so, and the the the, the quirkiness in this of them like snipping at each other is is so good. Like, yeah, like really, that is what shines in this movie, though. I think is like the dialogue and the the delivery of it, like the acting to deliver. Like it's it's such tight, just tight, fun dialogue, and it's like I love that old dialect you know the way it sounds and like they really pull it off really well but like you know a little bit more formal way of speaking that everyone had to do but just because of like limited language and though yeah the old the old english if you i guess that era that era of like 1800s english yeah uh anyway i got a red here you want to hear yeah please so uh miss steel four five four five says okay so I saw both when they first came out. To me, they are completely different movies, which I am sure was uh, a consideration. They have nothing in common except a storyline, and even that is barely recognizable. Wayne's version was more hopeful and had a sense of humor, very bright cinematically. The 2010 version was very dark, both visually as well as the script, with no sense of hope at all. Like I said, I'm sure the bear almost no resemblance intentionally. Uh, how many remakes have we seen where the second tried to recreate the first and fail miserably? Um, True Grit 2, sorry, it was TG2, did not make that mistake. Um, I think that's interesting. See, but that, but I think yeah. that that this whole time we're like this movie's a laugh riot. This this uh-huh, movie's uh-huh. But this it is, movie's funnier it is, than In Bruges. 
uh, the right. Lifeout comedy of the decade. God, honestly, though, four yeah. reels. But I mean, but like, funny, uh, but yeah. I'm never gonna, dude. I'm never gonna let you live that I down. In Bruges is the farthest. In Bruges is the farthest thing from a comedy. Pick it. I hate that it's categorized as a comedy. We picked it randomly, <laughs> sir. It was not my pick. I, I know, but I mean, In Bruges is an amazing movie. Like, but a laugh out, a laugh I out loud comedy. It is not. Lo- no, except for when he, except for when he <laughs> splattered on the pavement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, except for except for the the graphic, violently graphic suicide scene had me in. Yes, yeah, dude, are and you, kidding you don't even me? want to know how Anyways, many okay, stitches we, it took either. I know, yeah. But it's uh, okay, so go listen to Inverse. Listen to our Inverse no. episode. Um, but uh, it's interesting because this person, it's like they do remember it being because it is visually dark for sure. And that's what yeah, I'm saying. It's yeah, like yeah. very muddy looking, which again is weird with the tone, which sometimes is really dark and fits that, but a lot of times feels very jaunty, very light on its heels, um, which does not fit the look of the movie. But that also, I think that ending plus the look of the movie is what it leaves you with. And that's why going back 12 years later after I originally watched it, I was not expecting it to be as funny because in my memory it is because that lasting impression it leaves with you is like you're like you said, you don't really remember much of the scenes. You don't remember that sharp, witty dialogue. You remember it looked pretty grimy. It's got this like revenge story and it ends like super depressingly. Uh, And as he says, no hope, you know. Right. And I I can agree that that it does. That's how it ends. Like watching watching the rug out from him. Yeah, right. Watching this movie without, if I just like, I mean, even probably my first time seeing it again, I'm like, if I could just go back and watch it again now, I, I don't know. I'd be like, I'd just try to watch it for what the story is. And the story is bleak. I mean, it's about, it's about a death and someone trying to chase somebody down to, you know, get revenge. But they don't, they just don't capture that like unforgiven style yeah. where like it's, revenge is It's not a deep... Revenge- tell on like it's not a deep like oh you know an eye begets an eye and leaves everyone blah 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 blind yeah like revenge is bad and it also is not like like that's the thing this movie does not really leave you with much of anything and that's i don't know if yeah, that's just kind of the hero saves i don't the know if and then life goes i don't on. know if that's the that's point what... yeah other than like everything right. ends and it's like nothing yeah. lasts forever maybe Right. And I, Good well, or what bad. I appreciate, though, is that it's like we saw this whole adventure and it shaped her life. But like it was just this, this movie is just a flashback. It's literally she's telling it, it opens with from her, her voiceover. Yeah, she's it. It opens with her narrating it. it. Literally, it's a thought on the train to the to that town. It's literally she it cuts when it cuts and shows her in the train. She, that's like that's the whole movie is her thinking about this scene thinking about this this time in her life it's so sad though too when you think of it like that because it's like her life and that was her greatest moment and the whole that's the most of the movie and you're like here's all this potential of me yeah yeah. but here's all this potential of like her growing to be this strong you know this strong opinionated independent woman uh, but that was the snapshot of her life, and then and it shaped who she was. But she never did anything with it, other than lose a fucking arm and be a spinster, and then never see the two men that changed but, her life until she decides and has some kind of midlife crisis, decides to go see him, 
only to barely miss him by a couple weeks that he died. And then also be like, I don't know, maybe Labeef's alive. Who knows? You know what I mean? It's just like, right. And she cared so much about him to move him to her cemetery. It's just like, that's sad too. Cause the whole movie you're like, Oh, like she's learning. Like that's, she has growth. Like she starts, you know, she kind of fakes it till she makes it. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, she starts strong. She's a lot of talk, but you're the whole time you're asking yourself is the audience. Like she could talk the talk, but couldn't she walk the walk? And she doesn't well, know either, yeah. and then it turns out she can. But then, yeah. but then it just like I the think, ending. I, you know, for some reason she gets bit by a rattlesnake because there's like they talk about snakes and they gotta somehow have that come back. And and that was even that, though that's such an odd choice. It takes for me, the but. wind out of like she literally just completed her goal, and in the same instant, right. like she killed the man, she avenged her father. That should be a big moment. That is essentially the well, climax. That is the answer to the dramatic question. Yeah. But in that same moment, the shotgun blows her back into a pit, and there's a new peril all of a sudden. That uh, yeah, maybe and I'm that's, just that's old school. It is, but maybe I, maybe I'm that's, stupid, that's, and it's just like that's the meta. That's the metaphor. That's the the theme about like you know that's what you get. Vengeance doesn't pay. It's a fucking snake that bites back. You know what I mean? And I mean, I think I think to answer that. The tagline kind of sums it up, right. <laughs> honestly. It which which the ta- which a good tagline usually does. What's, what's it says that? punishment comes one way or another, and killing somebody is punishment. You know, like what her killing him isn't, you know, quote unquote right. There's no like, you know, she got her vengeance that she feels was justified, and in that moment it definitely was. She doesn't. He's, he's being super. She doesn't even. Yeah, she doesn't even so, kill him in cold blood though. But, she literally wants to have him uh-huh. hanged by just. Yeah, but right, she kills right, him right. out of self defense, and that's literally another moment yes. that there's a joke in the middle of the super serious scene. Like, I it's know, super yeah. serious. The beef is super intense, and she he just shot, you know, Ned Pepper as he's about to kill a Cogburn out on the field at a four hundred yards. And he's like, she's like, yeah, wow, right, 400 right. yards. And he's like, well, a Sharps carbine is the, is the best. And then he gets clunked on the head. And it's, <laughs> it's kind of funny, but it shouldn't. That is not the moment for that. No. And that, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's all of it, all sla- of it's it slapsticky. is slapsticky. It's borderline slapsticky. It's played slapsticky. Yeah, it's it's played comedic. And that's, and then we, we just, I want to like, I want to go out on my, like my last comment before we talk about our favorite scenes. We can talk about that green screen oh, for a yeah. minute. I understand. I understand they did that because it's it's it was her, uh, quote unquote her, paying homage. Yeah. It just and it's stylistic. It's her to fever the dream like too of like she's sure dying. right right. She's got the because it's 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 being told from her perspective. So it is surreal. Like, it it's is, like yeah, a it, surrealness, but yeah. And I, I get so... what they're going for, but God, it just takes me out it's of like, it. it's, it's like so, our, it's such like a wet it's like our there. western movie uh drift me uh which yeah. is, is uh which is a, which we should post we should put that on the youtube should. dude put uh, let's we'll put, put drift it on me up on the youtube but, but, uh yeah. drift me where it's like we purposely <laughs> dubbed over all the dialogue at the end like with the with the world's shittiest microphone um but yeah. to but it's a joke because drift me is is it drift me's a satire kind of uh, it's it's a it's a spoof nearly, and uh, yeah. But it's like that's again. Is this movie trying to be a spoof on westerns? It's not. 
No, I think it's, but it's like I think it's supposed to like. They're like, yeah. well, we want to pay homage, so let's do this scene with like the world's worst green screen that is laughably and, bad. Because <laughs> they, I think they, I think like you, you nailed it when you said that they, they, they couldn't quite blur that line between like the slapstick and the serious. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what it is too. They they wanted to make this like really heavy important scene, but they wanted to be like, hey, we can we can homage and we can have like dramatic tension. Right. But the whole time I'm watching it, I literally am just like I'm just like I was like Victoria, Victoria, you gotta see this green yeah. screen. Like I knew it yeah. was coming because it's like seared into my but brain. It's a I'm mess. Like, here it comes. It right just here. looks like laziness. Like it looks like someone fucked up. It looks so <laughs> bad. Yeah. No. It do- it really does. It feels like like. If I didn't, I mean, I don't even, I have no, I haven't, don't have it 100% confirmed. I haven't like watched like behind the scenes and they've said like, all right, we're doing the, we're doing like the John Wayne sh- shot, you know, because like a John Wayne, like notoriously wouldn't ride his horse. He'd like sit, you know, to do like a lot of action yeah. scenes. He'd like sitting on it, getting pulled on a cart. And so it's like, which is kind of cool. Jeff Bridges actually did all his own stunts in this oh, movie, cool. which yeah, is pretty know. neat. But, oh, but anyhow, um, they, uh, yeah, I mean, he's kind of... He, he does now. Too, I don't <laughs> like uh, I, Okay, I like his acting. I like Jeff Bridges' acting. Me too. Yeah, yeah, I separate the, the artist from the Sucks, from we gotta the do that. Sure we on, gotta on do that, that right now. nearly constantly. I I know, yeah, Unfortunately. Really. But, uh, yeah. So they just, they threw him up. They got it. They got their shot. It throws me out of it, and I, I don't want to say that's like the... It's not the whole reason I can't give this movie, like, a super high rating, but... I definitely like it definitely just like it bums me out. It's almost embarrassing when I, I don't want to like I don't want to suggest it this seems movie am- is like it seems watch, watch this because it's kind of right. Yeah, because I'm kind of like I'm like this isn't the strongest Coen Brothers movie. So I'm like, don't watch it. But I'm almost like if you can just watch the first like 30 minutes. I mean, I think, <laughs> before I think the whole movie is good. But it, 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 like you said, it's the yeah. opposite of The Departed where like The Departed was having all kinds of like sort of an inconsistency throughout most of it. And then the last, you know, 20 minutes really kind of like brought it all together was super tense and stuck the landing, which is what leaves the impression on you. This is the opposite where, you know, it's the first hour and a half or, and, and, and like the very, the first half hour, especially it's like, it's very tight. It's very strong. It's got strong characters. It's got the clear motivations. The plots are, there's a bunch of mild twists to uh, their journey. You know what I mean? It's all very standard adventure stuff, but it is very well done and well crafted. And all the supporting actors. Yeah, it's well crafted. It's well put yeah, together. So the the jokes, though, uh, are here and there are funny. I, you know what I mean? It's they yeah, are they, yeah, they, they are work. good. The Coen brothers, the Coen brothers are good they directors. Are, they're, they're amazing. It just kind but, of the but, yeah. but it's like because of the very ending, work. it just takes this. It takes the wind right out of the sails of. No. Their journey, like you ask yourself, the beginning, like you said, with the inciting incident, it states, you know, for Maddie's character and for the story, who she's the protagonist, follows her and her request for revenge. So she, you ask yourself at the beginning, is she going to get revenge? How is she going to get revenge? Does it come about? Does she find him? Yeah. Blah blah blah. And then when we get that, that moment is immediately undercut with this secondary drama <laughs> that is totally no. something else. Then that peters out even more because you're like, oh, he cares. He actually cares, you know, about her. And he's not so hard after all. And he's the, you know, he's the tough, tough old cowboy yeah. with a heart of gold. And he, he, you know, he rides the poor horse to death so that he can save her life. You know what I mean? 
uh, and it's this sacrifice and supposed to be this beautiful moment, but you're like, what, why did they feel the need to take these stakes that we already had high stakes and then rush them to the certainly other stakes to then just drop the stakes back down to zero with like, okay, here's a, you know, a five minute resolution of years in the future where everything is just, you know, mundane and nothing is fulfilled and every, and everything. There's no, there is like the ending is saying there is no resolution and that's life. But I'm like, right. But this movie is, this movie's not it's, a story of like, well, that's just, that's that not just earned. life sometimes. Like if it was a story right. that had characters coming in and out, there's like resolutions that are never solved. Like there are movie, a lot of movies, great movies that are like that. But this movie well, is it, an adventure it. romp, and it's just like, Mer. I, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just, I just kind of like was like, I was just kind of hit with like, oh fuck, it's like, Unforgiven, like straight up does. It's almost. I mean, did they like use that as kind of a blueprint? Because it's like, it's got that young kid and the old like old you know bounty hunter that's like coming back in, and then it's got like it ends similarly with like under a tree with graves. It's like kind of, it's got that like that moral to it, but it's like. Unforgiven, it you it's justified. I don't know, you know, no, it feels. It does, I guess it doesn't really. This movie just takes place with like her childhood. And it feels like kinda, a real resolution, and it's like, you know, if you listen to any of our episodes and any of our opinions, like we're okay with movies not having resolutions. We're no, we're okay no. with you know more ambiguous endings or more like bleak stories. Like I don't need to have everything wrapped up in a pretty bow for me. But the way that this movie is is inconsistent with the rest of the story it's telling. I think, I think, yeah, I'm frustrated that she became like the damsel in distress. That kind of is just, it's like, she didn't, she didn't need to do that. They needed to do her. Well, and it's like, I never saw either of them again. Oh, and we're, we're starting to run a little long, so we're going to start wrapping up, but I just want to mention, I just want to mention real quick. Uh, what were you going to (laughs) say? We have a few, we have a few more things to get to, but yeah, I was going to say, uh, did you think it was weird? I do not remember at all the weird, slightly sexual tension between Labeef and her, Matt Damon's character. And he'd just be like, like he didn't know he was all flustered. He's like, are you a woman or are you a child? Because he's like, I'm going to spank you. But then he's like, I might kiss you also. <laughs> and, then, and then he's like, yeah, he's like, no. you know what? Actually, I respect you. And you're more than just a little kid. Now let's touch. But never mind, because I don't yeah. know. You know, so it's like you almost, and it's it's kind of creepy, but it's like uh, for the time period, I guess it's not totally unheard of. I mean, people were courting fourteen year olds constantly back no. then, and so it's like you right. would almost. We, I, I, mean, I don't know if I would hate it. Have you, have you been to twenty twenty two? Fair enough. <laughs> but but it's like even if the ending was like you know I met up with the beef later in life and we had a brief like like that almost would have felt better. Like that would have felt it, more earned. Well, you. That was the that was the movie too. That's I guess that's why it's the tonal. It is just I felt like I was getting whiplash. Yeah, just, it was like tonally just going everywhere. And I but I I can appreciate I appreciate her just kind of being like no she's you know, the spinster and all that. Life like, it's life fine. goes. Yeah, it's like they don't have like but the fact that like she didn't even write him doesn't seem like her character. So I you know No, the fact that fine. all I mean, the shit happened to her and she was so they, invigorated by it, she is so changed by it, but the, her actions do and, not show that in the slightest. She's just like and then I did yeah. nothing for the next 30 years, you know what I mean? And, right, um, right kind and of And then yeah, it's like really okay, though, yeah. well, so then what was the point of all that? 
that you had a you had a fun yeah. little adventure once and you killed a guy and you lost your arm, like yeah. you think it would have changed you more and made you more of this person. Um, which again, this is like right. this is a heightened reality of film. This is like not you know in real life. Yeah, sure, people never come into contact again with each other and stuff. But it's like in this universe that they've set up in this fiction, it feels inconsistent. I mean, <laughs> The, it's and the, the the big reason is because she was very competent at wiring her like attorney and like being like her she came from like wealth you know and so I'm like she had she had a lot of resources at hand the fact that like she did not try to reach out to them at all is kind of bizarre because she knew she knew their like their history and their outposts like he's like he was a Texas Ranger she could easily have and written it, that somebody point, you know and found him close, it's like that's the closest she's ever yeah, been to it was and she just let it, it was slip like, through it was her like fingers. The, it was like, so by the time then, dude, it, we were in the 1900s. Yeah. So it's like, dog, you got like fucking the mail system was efficient. We were efficient in the 1800s. Our mail system, like, anyway, these are those are that's nitpicky. <laughs> beyond the, beyond the point, what was your favorite scene? <laughs> what was what was what, what scene stood out um, to you? No, I do like like I, I thought the uh, the scene where he shoots that guy in the head was um, was 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 a one of the few times where I had really good tension. Um, and I did very enjoy that, but I do think the scene, the, it's kind of longer than I remember. It's like over five minutes long of her haggling with the guy at the beginning uh, about the horses and stuff like that. Like just that back and forth dialogue is so good. It's, it's really great. And I honestly, it has, I might go it, back and just watch that. Dude, it has such, it's, it's got Deadwood vibes. Okay, the fact that you haven't watched Deadwood, I've watched like the me. first season. But it's and like, a half. Oh, okay, okay, that's pretty much. Yeah, there's not very much, but um, it's like, dude, that 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 is amazing. Yeah. That How dialogue is fa- like, and then she comes back and he's like, she's, she's like, like, wait, are oh, we, I yeah. think the town. <laughs> yeah, like he's sick, and she's like, oh, well, you're looking at this in the wrong, you know, in the wrong light. <laughs> it's like, and he's just like, this town's making me sick. Um, God, I don't know, man. Favorite scene. Kind of tricky i really like I, it's funny i mean it's a small scene but when she rides like the first to like her first show of courage when she rides the when she leaves the the ferry and like just ride just takes the horse little across blackie. the river yeah that is the old yeah a little blackie like that dude, my that, wife is like, like okay, oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's a problematic uh, day but I'm like yeah you don't get it <laughs> i'm like well i'm like i'm like yeah well okay, it's the time it's of the time a black kid gave it to him yeah. so it's cool don't worry <laughs> like, it's, it's cool like, i know like, a black they, kid you can't be racist if you're if you're comfortable around a black person so anyways <laughs> i just like was like i'm like i'm like all right cool but i do i do that like is, that, that scene that's good. really cute when she's like she's like He's, you know, she's like, "What's his favorite snack?" And he's like, apples, "It's a horse." Yeah. So apples, you idiot, <laughs> you fucking idiot. But uh, yeah. tell him I said things. But, um, no the, man, that, I'm not supposed to speak yeah, your name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that. Like, yeah, the kid works for that the guy. The one that she haggled. But um, that I like that. Like that first show of courage where she rides across, and then and then it's followed by a joke, dude. This movie is a comedy. <laughs> it's a good... Like she gets up, and then he goes. Jeff Bridges goes. Well, that's a tenacious horse. I'll give you ten dollars for that. Horse. And then, <laughs> whatever, dude. I'm like, and then Matt Damon is oh. like, "All right, well, you disobeyed, so I'm going to spank you." <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, right. No, I know. But not if I kiss whole, you like, first. They, their whole, their whole. <laughs> it was. It kind of was weird. He was like, I mean, yeah, the sexual tension obviously it's, existed. It's but, kind well, of I do subtle, like how he's like, weird. he's like, but he's like, yeah. Well, at the beginning too, he even says like, I would still kiss from you, but you're like, you're rude and you're ugly. Like he said something yeah. like that, like you're homely. And she was like, well, I don't care. <laughs> like I'd rather 
not you know, I'd rather take the territory. But uh, I, I, cool. I thought you were going to say your favorite scene was the green screen, but <laughs> it's the, <laughs> no, it's yeah, the most memorable. I guess that kind of it's almost yeah, exactly. I know, right? It almost comes full circle to being like that's my favorite meta scene. If you want to get true technical, it's like that's them like you know. It's funny because but anyway, we spent how long? The, we spent so much longer talking uh, about that scene, <laughs> that shot. That that shot is literally like two seconds. <laughs> I know it really is not very long, but I just hate it so much. I just got, I hate it. I would, oh my God. I would just, I would pass it in the street without any acknowledgement. Uh, I'm pulling it it up right now. Oh, let me do money minute real quick. Just just for everybody out there in the world. So you want to know why, or you want to know how this was the most, the highest grossing Coen Brothers film. I don't know. (laughs) If you know out there, visit us on, uh, you know, Reddit, r slash cold of similar knowledge go to cold of knowledge comment on the movie page uh, to, whatever go to the movie page leave a comment go to go to cold of cinema knowledge at gmail.com please god just let us know why this movie is the highest grossing coen's brothers film ever um it was a budget of 38 mil pretty i was pretty gonna decent. guess 30s that's, that's what that's what you're gonna guess. get i yeah, should start 30, guessing yeah. i want to guess because like, i'm trying to hone in oh yeah you should yeah i'm trying to fun, hone yeah. in on like how much I think and, stuff costs just on an estimate. You know what I mean? Right. And there is kind of like a, yeah, there's kind of like a normal. But anyways, so it's like 38 mil. Then the surprising thing is it's their highest grossing American movie too. Like it, like domestically, mm. it made $171 dollars, And it grossed worldwide $250, million. What the fuck? Basically, two, basically $253 million dollars. I don't know. We were just fucking hungry for Jeff Bridges dude, or something. I don't fuck? know how this movie That's broke so great. much, dude. It's like almost, almost like a quarter of a billion dollars. Like, are you out of your goddamn mind? <laughs> this is like wild. That's so weird. I, I literally would have been yeah. like, okay, yeah, hundred million. Like that's good. Uh, that's hundred mil. Yeah, hundred fifty. Sure, three I'd be times, like, oh, that's high. That's three times the budget. That's a great turnaround. Yeah. you know what I mean. That's for a great a turnaround. Yeah, but. I think these Cohen brothers are getting they're they're Good up to something. Fucking God. <laughs> Quarter yeah. of a billion yeah. worldwide? It's fucking stupid. Well, you know what? Honestly though Good for those good for them. them. <laughs> and on, at the end of the day, we should we should yeah. find we should watch like a real popular movie one of these times, like a Mar- some Marvel movies or some Star Wars movies. Because yeah. it's like at the end of the day, like those are the kind of money that those movies make, and it's like I'm like, okay, I'm glad True Grit made that kind of money because I feel like we do yeah. not live in a world anymore where a Western movie could swoop in. I don't know, but honestly, yeah. people people could swoop people in. might need that palate cleanser now. But I just saw The Northman, which I'll have to talk to you about later. But uh, that oh, one's yes, tanking financially, and that's like another it's an example of been like ah, people. And that, people well, that's a it. but that's a whole. That's a whole different story, in my opinion. I think it's taking. I think it's tanking because of its budget and its product and its uh, dude. Its distribution was a yeah. It's true. Anyways, we'll, we'll that's for, for that's ramble. for our cinema okay. ramble. Travis, yeah. our our, okay. our our number one fan. I don't know if you want to be called yeah. that, Travis, but it's true. You are in our hearts. Yeah. Um, in our in our. I was just about to say that. Here is a voicemail he left for our us. Hearts and mine. Hopefully, you can hear it, Jordan. So shut up. Hey guys. So I first saw True Grit in theaters when it first came out. Although I do remember watching it, I don't remember anything special. Fast forward 12 years and rewatching it was like a totally different movie for me. 
Great dialogue and acting between the three main characters really made an impression this time around. And the gripping opening monologue set the tone for a great story of vengeance. It's interesting how our likes and dislikes change over time. So my question for you two is, what are some movies that you originally didn't like, then after revisiting them years later, you changed your mind? Thanks. Thanks. You yeah. ha- you actually heard oh, that thanks, there, Thanks, huh? Yeah. Kind of- I heard that. I heard that crystal clear. Yeah, why does that, was that work perfect. sometimes and sometimes it doesn't? I don't, I don't even know. I don't, I don't know. I'm glad that it did this did. time, though. Travis, we yeah, appreciate thanks. you. I'm glad. I'm glad you and... like it because honestly, I did. I I know I talked probably a fair amount of shit this time around, but I honestly I do like this movie and I liked it more this time than I liked it the first yeah. time. I left with a a no, better understanding and... of why I didn't like it and its flaws. Like I understood more clearly yeah. why I had issues with it the first time. But I was able to see its strengths more. Like, it's definitely a, it's like a fundamentally flawed film, in my opinion. But an enjoyable one, nonetheless. And I was got a, I was I mean, got yeah, a soft spot like, for Westerns in my heart. So I would, I would recommend it. Yeah. I, I actually was talking to Victoria about this. I, um, I don't, I don't like action movies, like, at all. Like, I, I so seldom do I even care about an action film. And uh, so you like, we're dude, like, you're the dread, ultimate hipster, dread. man. You hate remakes. You hate, you hate, I know. Like, hate, I know. I hate. Yeah. It, I'm uh, like yeah. found footage. <laughs> like anything, I, anything that's like yeah. remotely but, trendy. Oh, I'm coming. I'm. I'm you hella are. coming around you're to found around. footage though now. And I've and I've always liked westerns. That's like, true. but I guess that is kind of history. But it's like it's like those are my westerns are kind of my like that's like the action I like. And I think I I just I the reason I don't like John Wayne is because. He's not he's such a like insecure macho mm. man that like he can't he can't look. He's like Donald Trump or something. He like fumps around. He's like this fat pudgy bitch can't and he just like he like always sure but get, he's always got sure to make like, me look I'm like the, the god's greatest gift. Yeah. And they're like you are well, right, make me look like Mr. super Wayne. capable. And it's like dude you're you're like yeah, you oh my no, god. I don't know. You look that is you a, look an ap, an ap comparison, sir. Um, so what and movie then, yeah. answer the so. man's question because I got to think about it <laughs> oh dude my it's, I got I actually the first thing that came to mind which is kind of silly and I I just I'm curious what the world has to think about this uh, did you do you remember did you ever watch the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles oh of course like like 89 yeah, or 90 or one yeah, yeah. yeah oh yeah that it's like New York it's like and it's like the it it's the introduction to them you get to learn who they are and like you know, uh, you, you get like it's like introduction to Casey Jones and shit, and so it's like April O'Neil is like she's pretty vulnerable, but she's kind of like badass, and she like gets with them, and they like they get beat, and they go back to that like they go to like the safe house, and they like it's like you know right after Splinter or Shredder or oh my god no, Splinter gets killed, and like it's fucking dude, I like watching it as a kid, I loved it because it's like oh two two they're like fighting and punching, and it's like you know the turtles and the ooze, and like I'm like loving it, dude. And the kids, oh my god, they're like spitting and smoking cigarettes oh, yeah, and skateboarding, cool. and so it's like I totally like I based my whole entire <laughs> life off of this movie. Like I I grew up I grew up like riding bikes and like petty crime is so cool, and I fucking dude the movie's amazing. But watching it again in like I watched it like maybe I was no I was in Utah so god it was like five years ago. And I was like, holy shit, this is, like, fucking really mature. Like, it's got a lot of really decent, like, morals and, like, a really complex characters. It's it's wild. I'm, like, I'm almost like we should we should watch it somehow for the, for the, it could be. A, I, well, I, I haven't guess, watched it. Like, yeah, I haven't watched it in 20 years. Dude. 
You should do watch it with like since I was a kid. I I almost did because I think it's on like HBO or something. Dude, the first one, and so I I watched. I went through all three, and like the the second and third are are pretty campy. But dude, that that first one, oh my god, it's got like there's a lot more maturity to it. It's kind of interesting. I yeah, I like that. That was the first one that came to mind. I mean, I can't think of anything. I'm trying to like look and see if movies I didn't like that then I rewatched and ended up liking. I know there definitely is some. Because the first one that comes to mind, like, it's similar to yours, is, uh, like, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, where it's, like, I oh, didn't yeah. realize, I watched it as a young, appreciating yeah, it's it. It's, like, I didn't realize yeah. I watched it as a kid, and thought it was a lot of fun, and it was goofy, and then it was older that I realized that it's actually just a fucking masterpiece. Um, right. I don't know. I don't have to think on that. I'm trying to look right now, but I don't want to go too long on trying. I, I will try and make a note, and maybe we'll, tink, uh message on I, it next time yeah we can circle can. back to this next yeah because that's a good that's a really good yeah, question I'm trying like, to think. what because it, it it there's a lot of good movies that i like when i saw as a kid i didn't yeah. appreciate and that's there's, a little no i know, I know there's the movies that i watched but and i did not really like but then i was like under a scenario where it's like i was kind of forced to watch them again like my wife wanted to watch it or like there's something or probably even for the film club where i'm like ugh. Well, I'm gonna watch it for the film club, but I didn't love it, and then I ended up watching it again, and I really liked it a lot more. But I can't, I can't think of one off the top of my head, and I'm looking at my letterbox, and I can't think of one either. So I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to ponder that. I can think of a lot of the the opposite, yeah. <laughs> where movies that I thought I thought uh-huh. I loved, no, that, and then I watched that's again. Easier. I'm like, oh, uh, I should this, not yeah, have watched that well. again. <laughs> that was <Yeah>. unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Sometimes the memory is the memory is fonder. Uh, anyway, uh, let's nip it in the bud. Well, what what else do we got? Are we missing oh, yeah. anything? Uh, no. Scene and all that. Yeah. Travis, I'll get back to you. If you oh, I guess it. We do that. You know, we, if you liked this, watch this. I, you know, I mean, assassination. That'll always be my. If we watch a western, it'll just be like, go watch See, assassination. This, Jesse, you know what this felt more forward. in line with is but, is like but, hell or high water. Buster shrugs. Okay, yeah, I actually kind of thought of that too. Or I'm just like the Coen Brothers, that the Ballad of Buster Scruggs or whatever. Yeah. What is that? I feel like that's that? a that better package, but I also feel like it's cheating because it's yeah. an anthology, so it's hard. It's hard because uh-huh, right. it's like there are a couple that I would say meh are fine, but then there are a couple that are really great. So, but yeah, yeah. really. Good. Anytime they do, oh, Buster's, Rango's kind of a dude, fun Rango's one. Rango's great. I think I. Rango's Rango's really fun. That's got because that's got a lot of like silly comedy. But Rango but then it's, is like, it can be, it's yeah okay. Rango's a good suggestion, I think, because it is on the surface. It seems like a kids movie, and it's got a lot of jokes and a lot of traditional yeah. kids movie. But that movie is beautiful too, and I'm pretty sure Roger Deakins yeah. shot that too. Are someone, some, I'm gonna look it up because someone, yeah, did look that up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna beautiful. plug, I'm gonna plug our our. Uh, the call in here. If you uh, if you want to be part of our podcast here and drop us a line, you can leave us a voicemail at our uh, just our our Gmail. So it won't be um it won't be shared or anything. When we just we listen to it, we don't have to we don't have to play it on the on the air. We'll we'll contact you and see if you'd like it played or you know we'll just answer your question, and keep you anonymous. Uh, call in at eight zero one. Six one three one five zero one. 
That's our little phone number. Thanks, bud. Um, it is Roger Deakins. <laughs> that's fucking <laughs> yeah. dope. But of that's course, why it dude. looks so good. Yeah, it's Roger such Deakins. a cool. It's such a unique a, looking animated film. That that also no, see really, that movie. I think walks the line a lot better because it, since it's animated and it's anim, anamorphic animal characters, but it's shot in a way that's super gritty and it is like a pretty brutal western considering those circumstances uh, but it blends really well that rango's a lot of fun man yeah watch rango anyway uh yeah. thanks for listening um uh, check it out call out to our patrons uh, check I mean, out next yeah. week if you if you go to if you go to patreon and you just you just like type in like coldest of knowledge patreon you'll pop up and we'll be like the first hit and you can get our our ramble and you can hear us talk about other remakes and how we feel about that and the, you know other movie other movies we're other watching pal David yeah. chat um, and we got yeah we got the sticker of the month club and we got Kylie Landon we got Thomas we got Gloria on there we got Cindy it's everybody the whole, the whole gang part of it help us out you help us create this sick content and you get freaking stickers dude stickers and the plex and the plex I put all the movies on there um. Yeah, check them out. Next mo- next week's movie is Twelve Monkeys. Um, I actually didn't check it, but I'm Hell sure yeah. that's what it is. I I haven't seen it. It's for been a while, and, so and honestly, I'm seen for years. Uh, I really was obsessed with it, and we talked about it briefly when we did Brazil uh, a couple months ago, or however long ago that was. And uh, it's one my wife said I would actually want to watch Twelve Monkeys. I'm like, okay, I'm fucking down. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, that yeah, works out so, then. Uh, stay tuned for that. 12 Monkeys. We're, then we'll be done with remakes and we'll move on to the next thing, which we don't really know if we're doing yet, but we got some ideas. So, uh, thanks for listening. All right. We're, we're leaving now. Cause stay posted. Bye bye. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, Reagan. Bye. To get ourselves a treat.